we could try to explain what it feels like to get your work done on a John Deere. The way a Z-Track mower finishes in half the time you thought it would. Or how much easier it is to move mountains of soil with a 1-Series tractor. We could even go into detail about how it feels to tow up to 4,000 pounds behind a Gator XUV. But if you really want to know what it's like to run with us, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening to another weekly edition of Money Girl. I'm Laura Adams. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, that's how most people get the show. And if you have been enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to submit a short iTunes review. That always helps new subscribers. And for more money tips and advice that you won't find in the weekly podcast, be sure to sign up for the free Money Girl newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com. When you're there, you'll find links to my social channels. You can also read a transcript of this show and get links to the resources that I'm going to mention. Just look for episode number 363 called Use a Personal Money Day Checklist to Improve Your Finances. If you're like most people, there are financial tasks on your to-do list that keep rolling over from month to month. Instead of procrastinating, it's time to take control of your finances. In this episode, you'll learn how to use a personal money day checklist to knock out six critical financial tasks. When you focus your time and attention on these tasks, sooner rather than later, you'll make more and save more money. Plus, having a brighter financial future will make you feel more secure and confident. Many of us have reasons, <clears throat> excuses, for why we haven't completed financial tasks like switching to a better bank, starting an IRA, or shopping for less expensive insurance. Work and family responsibilities can get in the way of upgrading our financial lives, even with the best intentions. The smartest solution I know to quickly improve your personal finances is called a personal money day. It's a full day that you block out to focus exclusively on your money. You commit to work on nothing but your personal finances, and I mean nothing. Your personal money day could be on a weekend or a day that you don't normally work, or you might take a paid or unpaid vacation day off from work. Choosing a weekday is best because businesses and financial institutions that you may need to contact will be open. Now, I know taking time off and not doing something you really enjoy is a sacrifice. But consider this. If you don't do something different for your finances, you won't get different financial results, right? I can promise that completing a simple checklist will repay you many times over. Then you can use that money to go on a real vacation or even retire from work altogether ahead of schedule. Before your personal money day, take some time to get prepared. Clear your schedule. Gather any documents or information you might need. Have a discussion about it with other stakeholders, like your spouse or partner who might want to participate or help you avoid unnecessary distractions. Don't let anything prevent you from making real progress as you work through the tasks on this financial checklist. Task number one, create a personal financial statement. Your personal financial statement, or PFS for short, is a tool that gives you a bird's eye view of your current financial situation. 
I recommend that you create a PFS and update it every year for a periodic reality check. The purpose of a PFS is to calculate or recalculate your net worth. This tells you a great deal about your overall financial health. What's net worth? Well, it's a simple formula. Net worth equals assets minus liabilities. Assets are what you own, like a home, car, or investments. Liabilities are what you owe, like a mortgage, car loan, or credit card debt. When you subtract your total liabilities from your total assets, you've calculated your net worth. It's really that simple. For instance, if you have $150,000 in assets and $125,000 in liabilities, your net worth is $25,000. For more detail on creating a PFS, read Chapter 2 of my book, Money Girl's Smart Moves to Grow Rich. It's available as a paperback or ebook at your favorite bookseller. You'll also find my quick and dirty formula to know what your net worth should be for your age. Task number two, set financial goals. After you get a clear picture of where your personal finances stand today by creating a PFS, consider how you're doing. Maybe you don't have any retirement savings or have a shockingly large amount of debt that's weighing you down. An important part of your money day is to set some financial goals for you and your family. Think about how you'd like your financial life to look in 5, 10, or 20 years. Here are a few suggestions for goals that could really improve your financial health. Establish an emergency fund equal to 3 to 6 months of your living expenses. Participate in a retirement plan at work or open up an IRA on your own. Increase your retirement savings to 10 to 15% of your gross income. Or pay down debt by tackling the most expensive or highest interest balance first and then working down to less expensive debt. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey there, I wanna tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Goals keep you on track because they give you something specific to work toward. Write them down so you can revisit your progress each year and make necessary adjustments. Task number three, create a spending plan. Now that you know where your finances are and where you'd like them to be in the future, it's time to close the gap between the two. The best way to do that is to really understand where your money goes. If you don't already have a budget, or what I prefer to call a spending plan, consider this. You can't change what you don't measure. 
If you have no idea how your income is being spent, you won't be able to manage your money effectively. A spending plan is simply a plan for how you intend to manage your money. It makes sure you account for your financial goals in addition to all your living expenses. Of course, the total of all your spending should never exceed your take-home pay. Otherwise, you're living beyond your means and could get into serious financial trouble. You can track your spending in many different ways, on paper, using an Excel spreadsheet, a Google Doc, with an online application like Mint.com, or using financial software like Quicken. The goal of a spending plan is not to make you miserable. Focusing on where you can free up money to accomplish what's truly important to you and your family should get you excited. You can learn step-by-step how to create a spending plan that will really work in Chapter 2 of my book that I previously mentioned, Money Girl's Smart Moves to Grow Rich. Task number four, choose the best bank account. Use your personal money day to evaluate if your bank accounts are the best fit for you. Everyone needs a checking or payment account for day-to-day spending, paying bills, and depositing money. Make sure your checking account charges no monthly fees, requires no minimum balance, offers unlimited transactions, has online banking, free online bill pay, reimburses you some amount for ATM fees, and is FDIC insured. If it falls short, you need a better bank or credit union. Use sites like CheckingFinder.com and Bankrate.com to shop for better options. If you're worried about the logistics of switching bank accounts, be sure to listen to a previous podcast called How to Switch to a Free Bank Account in Five Simple Steps. Additionally, you need a savings account for your emergency money that pays some amount of interest. Your checking and savings accounts can be at the same or different institutions. Task number five, review your retirement savings. If you're not already making regular automated contributions to a retirement account, use your money day to get started. If your employer offers a retirement plan, such as a 401k, 403b, or 457, get enrolled now. If not, opening up a traditional or Roth IRA is really easy at sites like Betterment, Motif, and E-Trade. Retirement accounts give you special tax breaks that allow you to pay less tax, save more, and grow your retirement nest egg as quickly as possible. You choose from a menu of investments, such as stock and bond mutual funds, and can reallocate your money at any time. Task number six, shop your insurance. Most of us don't shop our insurance coverage nearly as often as we should. It's easy to make sure you're not overpaying by getting free quotes for car, home, life, and health insurance from sites like insurancequotes.com or autoinsurancequotes.com. Statistics show that most renters don't have renter's insurance, even though it's very inexpensive, like about $185 per year on average nationwide. No matter if you rent a home or apartment, you need a renter's policy to protect your personal belongings and legal liability. Term life insurance is another inexpensive product that most of us need. For instance, if you have family who depend on your income, such as a spouse, child, partner, parent, or grandparent, you need life insurance to protect them if you weren't around. Having enough of the right kinds of insurance is critical for keeping you and your family safe from an unexpected catastrophe or hardship. But on the other hand, you should never overpay for too much insurance. 
If you're not sure what coverage you have, use your Money Day to call your company or agent for a review. Once you've completed these six major financial tasks, consider additional ways to save more money. Could you get a better deal on your internet, cable, or cell phone plans? Could you find a less expensive apartment? Call companies or do online research to see how you can cut your monthly expenses. You might also think about making more money by selling unused items online, looking for a better paying job, or starting a freelance side hustle. You know what important tasks you've been putting off that could make a big difference in your financial life. So open your calendar right now and schedule your personal money day. For links to all the resources I've mentioned, remember to visit the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. I'm glad you're listening. Cha-ching! That's all for now. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Oh, 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 oh,